0: I found the uh, the trivia on memory alpha for this episode deadlock to be kind of interesting. So, they're continuity trivia questions. So, I'm going to give you three questions. Let's see how you do. So, let's do it. This, so I guess, some of them you can't really know. So, it's just kind of a guess uh, based on this first one. So, this is the first of how many times that the destruction of Voyager is going to be depicted on the series. Oh, interesting. Um, four. Five, pretty close. Ah, good job. That was my next guess. How many episodes? W- w- how many episodes have dealt with encountering the Vidians? So, what number episode of this is, is this with the Vidians as a uh, as an antagonist? Uh, I want to say this is four. It is good answer. Sticking to four.
1: Sticking to four.
0: Uh, so, mm-hmm. what the hell is it? Oh, okay. This is the so Janeway over the course of the series, last question, is going to die nine times, which seems <laughs> incredibly high. How many times is is this that she's died? What number time is this that she has died? Yes. So how many episodes has she died in so far? Oh uh if I can't specifically remember another time, so I'm just going to say the second. It is the second.
1: Yeah. Okay. What was
0: the other one? The first one was Time and Again, which was in that first season where the aliens have that, those goofy uh, like costumes and they go through they, they go into that city that was like nuked right before oh, they got that's there. that's right. Yep. yep. So this is it, the second of nine times, which is mostly impressive. I should have asked you how many times is she going to die over the course of the series because that's more of a strange number, but anyway,
1: I would have said four.
0: This is Deadlock, which is, let me scroll all the way back up to the top. This is the 21st episode of the second season of Star Trek Voyager. 18th of March, 1996 was the lucky day that this was born. Mm-hmm. Written by Brandon Braga, directed by David Livingston, in-universe in universe date 49548.7, which is 2372. In this episode called Deadlock, while trying to avoid Vedian territory, Voyager is nearly destroyed by proton bursts coming from an unknown source. So who are you going to call when you got proton bursts all over the place? Mm. Um, Deadlock. This is generally regarded as a pretty good episode. Mm. Um, we get to the the Wildman baby has been born. So I'm, that's another yeah, serial plot why, that's been wrapped up in this. Can you remind season.
1: me why it has spikes on its head? She is just the husband is, is an alien with a spiky head. Yeah, okay. yeah
0: that's that's all. I think they say what kind of race he is. He's like a Qataran or something like that. But I see, sure, she was not. And just to clarify for myself, she was pregnant before the ship got sent away by the caretaker, right? That's I believe so. Yes, yeah. Well, wait. How long have they? They've been out there for almost a year, right? Was she? Who's the I, father? I
1: assume. I assume she must. Yeah, because I think don't they have? They have that moment where she f- discovers that she's pregnant. I think.
0: Yes. <clears throat> yeah. But I thought in that episode, my, my Amy was asking me about it. She's like, who's the father? And I said, oh, I think I think she was pregnant when she left at the start of the series. But I think they've been gone for too long. Although I, I don't remember. I don't know where the father is on this one. I don't know. Seska's father issues are taking uh, priority, I guess. <laughs> um, yes, this is deadlock. Uh, I'm kind of searching for a way to get into this one. Um before I ask you your general thoughts about it, I guess guess a good way to go in is that um, as we're so far into Star Trek and so far into Voyager and we've seen like 10,000 episodes of Star Trek to this point, it's hard for me to watch the series now, especially because we've been jumping all over the place doing Enterprise before Voyager and all the later Star Treks uh, before Voyager and everything. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to watch Voyager, and it's probably like an unfair thing to do to Voyager. It's hard for me to watch Voyager and not think about all the rest of the franchise that goes along with Voyager at the same time mm-hmm. and it like it would have been i don't know if it would have been interesting or it would have certainly been different to watch the shows in order going from like their air date order basically to see like how the series developed and how it evolved and everything mm. but i feel like Voyager runs into um Voyager does something really interesting in this episode, which I found very... The episode itself was pretty engaging. But I almost want to jump right to the end. And the ending line of this one is, we're in Starfleet, weird is the name of the game. Yes. And, and I was thinking that, like... Voyager is pretty much as far as the 90s Trek concepts could go, right? Like, because they're now at a point where everything just seems kind of like you have to be outside looking in almost in this meta-textual way way of just saying, like, this is how a Star Trek episode is. It's just kind of weird, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. because I I liked this episode. I thought it was really engaging uh, to watch. I I had a lot of fun with it. There are moments in here that we'll talk about that I think are less engaging. But at the end of it, it's pretty hollow in terms of what happens in it. And I was just thinking like, did they use up all the good stories and ways that you could dig into this in the earlier series before they got to Voyager? Do you know what I mean? Like is Voyager just left with, we can come up with a sci-fi concept. That's kind of cool. Has some good action in it. You're going to have to do this like decision, but at the end of the day, there's like no core to it because yeah. The cores have been done already in other shows. Yeah,
1: it does. The ending is interesting because they kind of landfill it a bit. Um landfill from uh what the fuck is that movie? That beer broke, yeah, beer, uh, beer, fest? beer fest, Beer Fest. Um where like what actually happens I feel like deserves a little bit more reverence. But yeah, that last scene is just kind of like <laughs> Harry Kim going like, "So, all my friends are dead. But also all my friends are alive, but they're not really my friends because my friends are on a different ship, but they are my friends because they're the same people." And, and Jane was just like, "Yep, it's pretty strange." <laughs> and like it 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 probably deserves a little bit more of a moment th- than just like a uh sitcom both characters laugh and they freeze frame kind yeah, of pat ending pat like each duke's, other on the back as they walk yeah, like away a dukes yeah. of hazard ending um but at the same time i think that the the episode that precedes that is pretty good uh,
0: despite well when, would you say that like so harry kim is almost the least of the problems harry kim is the most overt to me that it's like sort of bizarre like he 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 goes through an incredibly what you would think would be like traumatic escape from the original Voyager and ends up here. And it's just like, hey, Doc, it's good to be back with you, who's exactly the same. And so it ends corny. But like even what I was talking about, like the show has nothing really left to say because any of the doubles meeting each other should be more interesting than what happens in this episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I was going to say next is I was going to say – that ending is strange and the episode's pretty good despite the fact that ultimately there isn't much more to it aside from just being like a fun uh star trek setup and kind of action the episode yeah and i mean there's no i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that because i would take this over some of the other crap that we've gotten but uh it's just um yeah, there's not a ton of weight given to what exactly is happening. I mean, I guess they they kind of put it all on Janeway's shoulders, really, because she kind of they they have her talking to herself, and they kind of have that debate about you know uh, doing what's right. You know, the blowing the ship up, and and that stuff is pretty interesting. But that's about as deep as they get with it. Like it's
0: well, this has, a, but it has a. I, I I just feel like there's there's so many options here. It like it's it's sort of strange that they chose this episode to be the baby is born episode because mm. there's a lot going on with a mother now has a baby that's not like right. it is her baby yes. but it's not really her baby, too. Like Right, yeah. So it's it and and I mean you're basically dealing with like a transporter argument here, which is that like, is this the same person? And you, you kinda go, Yeah, it is the same person, but it's not really the same person that's that's here at the end of it. And mm. Well, you've got the whole thing with this one too, where it's like,
1: is there such a thing as the original ship?
0: Yeah, sure. And is, right. And which ship is the yeah.
1: which ship is the ship that gets destroyed and ultimately doesn't matter?
0: But and but it's tough because like well, it is there is an original because we go back with them at the end of the episode, right? It's the ship that gets fucked up is the original Voyager. You know that's what the episode is saying anyway. Right. Uh, I I mean I I guess. Because Harry Kim moves on to that mm-hmm. ship, and that ship continues on its way. You know what I mean? Like right. But I mean, yeah. like, but
1: there's no there's no discussion of that in the episode. No, where, right. Yes. Yeah. Where there very much could be, and even so, I don't even know if you necessarily can say that's the case. No, um, I think
0: there's an argument you could go either way. I'm just saying from a from a script perspective. The ship that we start with is the main ship because he, we go back to it at the very end. It's not the, the episode doesn't flip us to the second ship is the real ship that escapes it by the end of it. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, yeah. Um,
1: but you know they don't they don't really get into that. And I mean I think it kind of it's I think it's really kind of like what what are you looking for out of a story like this? Because I do I do agree it's it's a weird it's a weird episode to choose the baby being born. But at the same time, I actually kind of like respect it Yeah, because like, who gives a shit about the baby being yeah. born? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that, that, That's another, yeah, it's a, it's a you know, it's yeah. like, it's,
1: they kind of, the most interesting thing about it is basically summed up in that one sentence that Janeway has on the bridge before shit goes crazy where she's like, I don't know if I should congratulate her or, or apologize because like, what is this, place for a child to be born into you know that's like probably the most interesting thing about the pregnancy
0: so if you're not going to do something they're trying to do i think yeah sorry go ahead
1: so if you're not going to if you're not really going to do anything with it you may as well you you may as well burn that off in in an episode where uh some crazy shit happens,
0: yeah. And you get to you get
1: to you get to kill a baby in a Star Trek show.
0: Yes, yeah. It melts too. It's, it's, it's like yeah, it, it its bonds fell apart and it, it melted.
1: And so, like, I kind of I kind of respect that. And like, it's not, it's 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 about that, but it's not about that. Like, they don't really belay a lot of the things that this episode could be about. They specifically are not belaboring the point in order to keep it kind of like snappy. And d- despite. Being uh dense with techno babble.
0: No, the techno babble's um, the the techno babble is an incredible pace killer in this episode. Every time yeah. they stop to explain what the fuck is going on, it's like wow, I feel like the show just hit a brick wall. I was I was watching
1: it with my girlfriend at a certain point towards the end. She goes, "Man, they really have to do a lot of modulating on this ship." Yeah, <laughs> because basically everything they say is. There's one point where Chakotay says, "I something to the effect of." I can't remodulate the modulator. And then Janeway goes, well, have you tried modulating it? <laughs> <Something> like <that. laughs> He's like, damn it. But you know, it's like yeah. that stuff. I think there's like, there's like 30% too much of that stuff in this episode where yep. it's like, I know you have to do it, but I needs to be quick. You can, quicker. yeah, you can dial it back and like Janeway, Janeway and Torres like have a back and forth, like three or four times where it's like, just do it twice. Yeah. Have, Taurus says something. Janeway says something. Taurus says something. End of end of the the, the situation. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I think they are kind of making a choice where they are choosing the snappy uh, sci-fi uh, mind messing problem over really belaboring a lot of like thematic elements. And you know, I, I guess it depends what you want out of it. Because like, I didn't mind that um yeah. and i i don't know if you always have to do that um and so like that that didn't really bother me too much in this because i i think you could i think there's room to do that but i think they just made a conscious choice like well yeah we got this uh, i think you do kind of undercut it all by the with that last scene because this is another one where i think if you had like one you get that scene at the end with with uh janeway and 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 tuvok but you know you don't really get A ton out of that scene yeah but i feel like you could have had address some of that stuff there whether it's the which ship is the ship that survived or you know some of the other weird gray areas that they're dealing with um but then to end it with that with harry kim just like kind of being okay with everything that happened and then her being just kind of like yep that's another day in the life of the voyager chum yeah it does kind of take a little bit of air out of the balloon but Aside from that, I don't really mind the, the focus on, on pace.
0: Because I um, I guess my issue with it is that it feels to me like all the series – the series after this and Voyager in particular feel like they they do this more than the early shows did, which is to rely sort of on like the spectacle of the thing and mm-hmm. – it's still like nineties and early 2000s television, so the spectacle is not incredible. like I think this episode is good in terms of what the the like ship just um like a disaster on the ship type of stuff can be. I think that this episode is pretty effective at it i I do think that it suffers i I do personally think that episodes like this suffer when it doesn't really have anything to do with anything. And I I don't know if it's just a Voyager problem or if it goes back to my original point of like the franchise is just fucked out at this point and it can't come up with things that are um novel in a way because like when you watch when I watch an episode like this my mind is mixing it's like oh this is like that episode of TNG mixed with that episode of this thing like TOS sure. and it's like sure. so you're you're kind of repeating ideas and mm. I find the biggest disappointments to be stuff like the Harry Kim that's not really discussed there's no idea about like there's no there's nothing really interesting about the Janeway conversation with herself like even to the point she calls herself Captain, which is interesting mm-hmm. to me like you'd think that they would have a much more interesting personal discussion about what's going on there that the show just isn't equipped to deal with. And the baby is, is the other last thing. It's like, if you're, if you're, I think if you're going to have the baby born in this episode, uh, this was probably like one of the more unrealistic, like even outside of Kira giving Bajoran birth, which is a quiet, like no one can make noise during the birth. I thought this (laughs) birth process in this sequence was probably even worse where, the birth itself doesn't make a lot of sense because apparently the bo- the doctor does not offer painkillers whatsoever in any situation mm. with this woman. Um, he well, Why do they even... He beams the baby have, out.
1: Yeah, why do they even have labor? If I they don't know. Just, they just beam it out and it's going to be okay.
0: So that, that's th- the other weird thing.
1: I feel like they tried to gloss over that a bit when he did his first initial scan where he's like, there's no... Residual blah 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 activity from the transport, like uh, implying that people don't they don't like to yeah they don't like to do this because it could be could fuck the baby up or something.
0: Yep. But the like the the baby thing is handled so (laughs) unemotional. Like a baby dies in this episode, and it's not really like a thing that matters at all. And then the baby just comes back, and that's like a horror story. Like, like if you end this episode with uh, Ensign Wildman like looking at that baby in the crib, kind of going like, "Is this my baby?" <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know, there's like a weird.
1: Well, that's the, the the, the urban legend or the uh, the fairy tale of the changeling, right? Where you right, right. You give birth to your child and then the baby you take home turns out to not be the baby, <laughs> not, that, not be your baby, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like a troll or something.
0: Well, Ray Bradbury had a, a good story about that too, just about like um a short story about like parents bringing. A baby home and the mother's like something's wrong like this is not my baby and everyone yeah. chalking it up to sort of like um uh the the postpartum depression type stuff and then it turns out mm-hmm. to be a little bit more dark and twisted than that but um like i just i don't know if it's Voyager. i guess my point is i don't know if it's voyager specific or if it's just the franchise is tired at this point because i really i feel on a prior show like tos ds9 and tng there's something else going on in the background of this show that makes the sci-fi component a little bit more interesting. You know, like mm-hmm. like Second Chance is the TNG episode where Riker meets his double, right? That's mm-hmm. all about, like, the life you didn't get to live, you know? And there's, like, a thing yeah. going on there, and this doesn't have a thing that you can really log on, like lock on to.
1: J- uh, just because I can't remember the episode that much, even though it's – one of my favorite episodes. Uh, second chances. No, the one where the uh, the Enterprise
0: keeps blowing up. Cause and effect.
1: Yeah. Is there something else going on there aside from just them trying to figure out what's happening? No,
0: that's just a cool sci-fi concept going <laughs> yeah. on.
1: But yeah, yeah, I I feel like this is closer to that than it is to than it is to second chances, though, because. Like again, I, I feel like there's a lot of room to get into that stuff you're talking about, but I just think that they're choosing not to. Mm-hmm. Whether whether or not that's a plus or a minus is, I guess, mileage may vary. And Bra- uh, the other Braga thing wrote
0: that's cause and effect too. So it is. Oh, like, it did. Yeah. Okay. The th-
1: the the other thing about this episode is, honestly, I enjoy it, but I think I would like it a lot less. I think I think the thing that really makes it memorable. Is that they do kind of pull a switcheroo on you with the ending? Because I, I feel like I, I at least was going into this episode assuming, oh, the ship, the ship that is, I, I wasn't expecting the the nice Voyager to blow up at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. I was expecting the other one. So I, that was not the ending I was expecting. And so having that a bit of a switch where it's like, oh, they're actually the one that seems like it's got its shit together is going to be the one that blows itself up. Right. Is is a, is a nice twist, but I I I wonder if that isn't really the main driving force of what makes this episode good. Because without that twist, I feel like the rest of it's just sort of like, you know, I mean, the 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 whole core idea. It's not like this is the first time we've seen a double of Voyager. They did it like four times in the first season.
0: Yeah. Well, so you're saying that do you think that the. The twist is the fact that Nice Voyager, which is the second Voyager we see in this one, is not the one that gets away at the end. Yeah. Because yeah, that, I, I... was I was not expecting that. See, that, I guess in that, that's my kind of thing about, like, to me, a twist would be if that Voyager did get away. Because... To me, what the script is doing is it's setting you up as the first Voyager is the real Voyager just because of like setting your expectations that this is the crew that you know and they've gone through this thing. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's almost more startling if you go off with a whole new set of characters at the end. And Harry Kim is like the only one that's from the original ship that we started with at that point. Sure but you yeah. it it ends up ultimately not mattering either way because it doesn't really matter in the episode itself it's just kind of like a weird thing that happens and there's no real good argument in the story that anything should be any different because the ships are exactly the same as each other
1: yeah yeah i, I mean i i think that's why it stood out to me is because i wasn't necessarily i didn't necessarily think that the the damaged Voyager was the original Voyager. Like, I think okay. it's, I think it could go either way. Um, and so like, it, I did find that surprising that they played it that way. And I mean, they, they do. I think what's interesting is they do damage both crews Equally you know there's the once the vidians get onto the ship first of all 300 300 vidians got onto voyager
0: <laughs> that's it's the biggest um it's the biggest budgetary constraint i think because the episode makes it look like three vidians are slaughtering everybody and it's right. like what the hell is yeah. going on and To the point where um tuvok is like the first person to get shot and i thought it must be some kind of plot that they're hatching that tuvok set himself up to be shot because there's no way he can go down that quickly, yeah.
1: And I was surprised. I wish they had done something differently to just like show that they were dead, like like have the the blasts be more violent or something. Yeah, but they have to harvest I, I, them,
0: unfortunately, right?
1: Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't thinking. I, I the, the, that's the problem on Star Trek is every time so <laughs> unless you get the Star Trek two phaser blast where you just fucking disintegrate into nothing. Yeah, I always think. Oh, I assume they must be stunned. Like you never
0: well, the Vidians have an out, right? I guess it's just too clean, but you could have Vidians just pulling body parts out, you know, like that kind of a thing. Like that's true. You yeah. you could show a a sort of like uh, that death is happening because I I actually thought one of the weirdest strengths of this was that the Vidians are actually kind of frightening in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they
1: were really scary, despite looking like the California raisins.
0: Yeah, but they're like. Um, their thing is terrifying like boarding ships and just doing this is a very scary idea
1: this was the creepiest version i've seen of them yeah is is actively seeing them boarding a ship and like harvesting people i mean it's not entirely the way they do it's not entirely dissimilar to like the borg or something but it's it's still pretty creepy where it's you know they're actively like up yeah we can get this guy's pelvis all right take the pelvis out yeah
0: um very dehuman, very dehumanizing for them. But yeah, I, 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 I liked the, the Videan angle. I thought that they were pretty effective. And I like th- th- to me uh, that would that makes it feel like somewhat of a twist. There is that that's the ship that gets, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the, through the plot mechanics of whatever the hell is going on. That's the Voyager that actually sees the Videan ship for some reason. You know, and yeah, I, I
1: guess that's what made me think that the original Voyager was the one that blew up. Okay, is be- because they are the ones that actually engage with the Vidians because they don't they don't try to put any sort of uh, parameters on why the Vidians can only see one of them.
0: No, they don't explain it. Yeah, no.
1: <clears throat> and so I just I'm, my mind just went to oh they they're the ones who are engaging. They must be the original ship.
0: Makes sense. And I and I do think that's a
1: bit of a of a of a misdirect because it makes sense to think that um and so to see that ship be the one that actually just gets destroyed is a little bit surprising i think
0: yeah yeah i i i guess it's um i guess it just comes back to i i feel like to really bump this episode up for me mm-hmm. there has to be something lost in the destruction that i don't think really comes across particularly well because you know, just through what this episode is saying, you've you've made a Xerox of the crew, mm-hmm. basically transporter doubles, and the ship is the same, and they get away. And th- there's like, I was trying to think of myself, like if I was in Janeway's shoes, and there was another version of me and everyone else, and this happened in real life, I was like, would I even really think about this? You know, like I, I could, I can't even understand how you would, how this would bother you if it did. Does that make sense? Or does that just make me seem strange? Like, I, I, it almost feels like it's a weird dream unreality that there's this other version of you. And the way that they talk to each other and the way that they treat each other doesn't make it seem like there's any sense of like, I don't know, it's not suicide because you're not really dying, you know? it's it's hard to describe it's it's a neat sci-fi trick but i just think that it doesn't have anywhere for an actual like human story to exist within it which is just the downfall i guess that i'm I'm trying to sort of pinpoint as to why it doesn't work for me yeah um because i just i did i think like once once the reveal comes up and the techno babble starts flowing the mm-hmm. episode loses a lot of interest for me. Like, sure, sure. I really like the first half of this one. I think that it gets less interesting the longer that it goes on until the um, Vidians at the end. But I think it has this flabby middle, which is flabby because there's really nothing else to hold your attention during that, that sequence. Like you can't even check in with the Wildman baby. Or, you know, weirdly, the, like the doctor is the one who takes the baby focus in some way like he's he's responsible for acting through the trauma of seeing the baby die and then not being the doctor that saw the baby die on the other ship so Mm -hmm. so picardo has to carry both roles there and it's just like like the mother's not involved the baby's not involved there's nothing talking about keeping the baby you know what the baby means for voyager it it was just kind of a a little bit of a letdown there
1: yeah there's there's surprisingly um there's (laughs) once that baby's born the mother is not really involved for the rest of the episode no no
0: She's, and, and she's like, "Hide my baby." He's like, "I'll hide the baby in the wall." She's like, "Okay, goodbye, baby." <laughs> it's just, it's, it's. Just, I don't. and I find it all that all laughable. If you can't do that, I think you just shouldn't do it because it comes across badly.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there's probably there was a few a few things that I found a little bit uh surprising. The first one was I wasn't sure when Jane way found out that there were two kesses on the ship because she is on the bridge and she sees the ghost of herself and then she's like hold on uh you guys scan everything in here i'm gonna go to sick bay right and then she walks into sick bay and then she talks to the doctor and she's like oh this baby's so cute how's our other patient and yep. then turns around and sees Kess. so the implication is that this is the first time she's seeing her, but she knows that she's there.
0: Maybe she's so not guess... weirded out by the
1: ghosts. Is that the way it's supposed to be? Like, maybe I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you could say that she was told about it prior. I guess, but yeah. it's not really that big of a deal. But I feel like there's some of that stuff that's a little bit, a little bit flabby. Like uh they make kind of a big deal about hair about. Janeway needing to wear that armband to go into the other ship. Yes, but then at the end they're like, "Harry, take this child and just go to the other <laughs> ship." It doesn't seem to be an issue anymore.
0: <clears throat> Harry with the epic uh, barrel roll that he does in the sickbay to shoot the oh babies. yeah, hell yeah! It's probably probably the best thing he got to
1: do all month. <laughs> yeah, I um. Also, does this does this work on time cop rules? Is that what the Kent State experiment is implying that? The, you can't like if if two objects that occupy the same space touch each other like they both explode or something yeah they drain each other's antimatter
0: or something right yeah that's whatever this is happening on the ship time cop I, I I maybe I thought that and Kent State is where Braga went to school I guess that's why it gets the shout out here um, Kent State is the wasn't there a shooting or something at Kent State yeah four dead in Ohio yeah okay that that is that one 10 right. soldiers and Nixon coming finally on our own finally on our own um where was the school with the sniper in the bell tower was that in texas that was austin, that austin was, right? uh, i think U- university of texas austin, austin. ut austin I yeah, think. that would make sense <clears throat> um man
1: how quaint was that back in the 60s the sniper in the people. bell tower Four people got killed, uh, and CSNY write this amazing song about it, and now it's just like, yeah, every couple of weeks that happens, and nobody cares.
0: Well, that was the government, right? That makes it. That's the, true. Yeah, it was. It was the, the not just a yeah. crazy uh, lone wolf person or whatever. Um, I had a point about this. I can't remember what it was. It had something to do with that. Uh, the shifting of. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. I, I guess it's just that I. I pers- I think that the the center of this episode it's weird because it would be another suicide episode after like a string of seven suicide episodes but it's like the yeah. the, the 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 decision of which ship should go to me feels like the most interesting part of this episode and it's interesting because really here it's just that one ship is fucked up and the other one is not fucked up mm-hmm. so i i don't know if i would fi- if i would change that or something but to have to have the solution be that only one of these ships can survive and how do we pick which one when all things are basically equal mm. outside of that maybe there's something there then you don't get the cool explosions and harry kim falling out in space and stuff like that and hogan getting his face blown off or whatever but i don't know i just it seems like it it doesn't bother you as much as it sort of annoys me
1: yeah even so though like if that becomes the central thing of the episode i think it doesn't make i think the end doesn't work quite as well um because then the whole discussion becomes about okay one of these ships has to, to to get blown up and i mean i guess there's more there ethically to talk about um but, like, if, if you know that you're driving towards one of these ships committing suicide, essentially. Yeah. I don't know if it works quite as well as <clears throat> being the answer to... Uh, apparently, Apparently, Janeway's move is just to blow the ship up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, the go-to if you need to.
1: <clears throat> well, don't you... Yeah, so, go like,
0: I, so I I think that kind of, like, if you're
1: thinking about that the whole time, then it kind of takes some of the excitement or surprise away from that at the end. I don't know. I think it's it's a weirdly wa- a fine line to walk, I think.
0: Yeah. I I just think in, in terms of like what the series is supposed to be about, and maybe you could say this about all the Star Treks, but it's like the the lesson learned at the end of it is like the the, the continuing adventures of these ships is just that they end up on the right side of these fork decisions that they make a lot mm-hmm. and like voyagers journey home could have ended in deadlock if they were the other ship you know it's it's Mm. a i and i think that's what's so upsetting about the or not upsetting but it's like what's so um discombobulating about the harry kim thing is that no one really seems to grok that they survived something there and no one else did (laughs) like does,
1: does most of the ship even know what's going on on that ship as
0: far it, as the... Uh, that that the, there is even a double over there yeah. and that they blew up? I don't know. It's a, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just yeah, sad. Think, it's just like... It's too glib, I guess. Because yeah. a lot of people d- died. And I, I guess the show, just at the end, it just has to wrap it up and say it doesn't really matter that they all died because this is the ship of, of record or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's, there's room... Again, they have these these final scenes where it's usually Janeway and Chakotay or Janeway and Tuvok or something where you can kind of get a little bit thematic. You can get more thematic and kind of have a direct conversation about some stuff. And I think it would have been interesting if, if the conversation they had was Janeway thinking about that uh, and thinking in general about what it would take for her to sacrifice the crew or something and this idea of like you know is are we the right ship did the right ship survive you know i think there's a lot of stuff there you could chew on in that final scene to really kind of bolster the rest of the episode um Mm. but yeah they just kind of end up they go out with the the quick joke
0: so let's go to patron thoughts, I guess, at this point. If you enjoy the show, you can support the show at patreon.com slash The Penske You get a bunch of extra stuff, extra podcasts, and all that jazz. You can also leave comments about upcoming episodes. We read them and react to them. So I'll do the first one here for deadlock, and then I will click into your little Discord bubble. Here we are.
1: Did you know a deadlock is a kind of battleship? Yeah. And also a style of guitar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's a, a a very a very common hairstyle for African Americans. Uh, this and is, also
1: the name of a group of villains from GI Joe.
0: Go, Joe. Any other deadlocks? Deadlock feels like a Transformers name. Is there a Transformers? It, uh,
1: I think you're thinking of Grimlock.
0: Oh, Grimlock. There we go.
1: But yes, Grimlock. it does sound like.
0: What is he? The Tyrannosaurus or something? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Deadlock is the worst.
1: Transformer because he's just like a doorknob.
0: Or (laughs) does (laughs) he? It's kind of, yeah, it kind of feels like a a term for like when an engine can't turn over or something. It's like this deadlocked. This engine is just completely Mm. deadlocked. Uh, Clef says There's two voyages happening today, and the moral choice is between black and gray. You'd best call a pastor for this well scripted disaster. Is it suicide if you still walk away? Five quantum superimposed Neelix clones to blow up out of five so the next one to you is kyle barat with deadlock deadlock i'll start with my one complaint
1: chakotay's father saying home is wherever you happen to be is the least native american maquis sounding thing ever but everything else is great using a season's worth of sparks on an episode with great urgency it's well directed and well written with this kind of sci-fi ship disaster episode being the flip side of braga's specialties after the biological weirdness of threshold Janeway's scientist nature is again prominent, and there's no straightforward reset button with alt-reality Kim and Naomi replacing their dead counterparts. I do think fans make too much of the Harry thing, though, because, yes, this is kind of a different Harry, but he's only different in that he spent a few hours on a duplicated ship. This isn't a Tom Riker scenario. Fuck it. The first five out of five. Mm. <clears throat> and it does, the, saying, the saying from Chakotay's father does sound like... Something you'd buy that's painted on a piece of wood from yep. TJ Maxx.
0: Yep, the bargain bin home is wherever <laughs> you happen to be. <laughs> my um, my mother-in-law had one that said "Backdoor friends are best," and I was just like, "This is the <laughs> most inappropriate thing that you have bought from TJ Maxx that I can ever see." Um, let's see here. Any other part? F- there's also a um, there's a DS9 episode. I don't know if you remember it if you watched it where um o'brien is time shifting and the the alternate version of o'brien comes back to his reality at the end because the real o'brien dies in the other universe basically yeah that sounds vaguely familiar yeah so there's that too so it's not an uncommon thing that uh hasn't happened before i guess the fans make a big deal out of harry kim um well, well I think I think they make a big deal
1: out of it for the same reason you're making a, a big deal out of it. That's not to sound dismissive of yeah. what you're saying, but yeah. um because it is kind of a it is a pretty strange thing that happens that I'm assuming never gets brought up again. Right.
0: It's never never brought up again.
1: And I think it's if they had ended on less of a glib throwaway moment, maybe it wouldn't be that big of a of a of an issue.
0: Yeah. Just something like I you know, that Harry Kim goes into his quarters and he can't find something where he always leaves it and it's somewhere else in his quarters, you know? It's like... But that that's not
1: really... Like, it's, it's not like they live different lives, though. No, it's I know like that's the, it's, the problem. Everything would be exactly yeah. where it is. I mean, what they should do is they should have Harry Kim go back into his quarters and they show him staring out the window... And then they cut to what he's looking at it's his own dead body floating in space. that's what it should be. It
0: <laughs> just crashes into the uh the window right now some yeah yeah I, I yeah it's a um I guess it's just really like an exemplary uh voyager reset button thing you know it's like it's mm-hmm. it's just the the pinnacle of what that can be. Taxile bear says deadlock. sorry or I was gonna say like if they if
1: If uh, Tom Paris had been killed on the other ship earlier in the episode, to the point where Harry could experience that,
0: okay, for him to
1: come to the other ship and and Paris to be alive again, be like you know that give him a moment there where it's 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 kind of setting in what's going you know something like that
0: yeah 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 it's a good um, you know if the show is focused on character it would be a good way to examine how characters might take their friendships for granted and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's something about the fact that you'd, you get a redo, sort of, that t- should probably be examined here for Harry Kim, but it's not. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things I will say
1: this show is starting to do that is lining up with Enterprise a bit, and no, it's not quite as bad as Enterprise, but it's it's on that road, I think, is kind of wasting their cold opens. Yeah. And this yeah. is a long cold open, and a good portion of it is Neelix talking to uh, Wildman. Wildman, Wildman yeah. about fixing X, His Y, shit. and Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like if if they had if they had done something where it's like you start on Harry and Paris getting into some sort of argument about yeah. something, yeah. And then, you know, during the course of whatever, first Harry dies, and you're like, oh, shit. And then the, on the other ship, Paris dies, but they both had that same argument. Right, yeah. And so then, you know, you come back, and now you've got a situation where on on Paris's ship, Harry died, and on Harry's ship, Paris died. And now they're like, maybe we should kiss.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, there's something there. You know, that there, that's a way to... That's the way to set it up, and it is a very... It is a huge colossal waste of a cold open, unfortunately. Uh, Taxel Bear says, The episode where Harry Kim definitely and absolutely dies. They never bring that up again, and I'm not sure whether I like that or not. However, it does raise the question about saving Harry and baby Naomi was acceptable just because they were needed as replacements, as opposed to trying to save as many crew members as possible, like a second Neelix. It's true. The uh, the person selected to go over is the Harry... like. Janeway selects Harry Kim in front of a lot of people on that on that chef, yeah, you know really, <laughs>
1: there's really no no explanation as to why she picks Harry.
0: <laughs> does she is she aware that the Harry Kim over there is dead or is she not? I- I don't know. I don't think she is. Oh, I thought she knew because she's like, we need to send the replacements over there because that's where the baby's going too because she knows the baby's dead.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if if it comes came up and I just missed it. I mean, that makes sense, but still it's it seems kind of weird that she's like, everybody stay except Harry. Yeah, Harry, why Harry why you, you, you get the hell out of here, Harry. Do you think Harry knows that he's dead on the other ship? Like, do you think they tell him when he shows up? Like, they would have to, probably, right? I think he must know. Yeah, Yeah. I think
0: he... It's all just the weirdness. Like, when he first shows up, uh, Torres is like, Harry, good to see you again. Like, she just watched him Mm -hmm. die, and she's like, well, here's here's this clone replacement that'll work just as well. It's a a little odd. Uh, The next comment is Ria Lavi. I might be mispronouncing this name, but I'll send it over to you anyway.
1: Deadlock. A TNG-style sci-fi mystery episode done well. Janeway is great here, but too much technobabble and cheesy dialogue, as per usual. As per usual for Voyager, a very rewatchable episode, despite the surprising twist at the end. It would, uh, it would have been better for the show throughout its early run to focus on the creepy Vidians and not the crappy Kazon. Four replaceable ensigns out of five. Yeah, I honestly, I wish they. I really just don't like the Vidians' makeup. It's no, just, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's, I understand like the concept they're going for, but it feels like it needs another draft or something to really be something that's iconic instead of just looking like clay face mid transformation. I don't know. Maybe that's the point. I don't know.
0: It, the weird thing to me, I don't mind their makeup. The weird thing about them to me is that their clothes are always very well put together, you know? So it's this startling yeah, yeah. thing where they have like this mushy face, but their clothes look okay. Um it might not make sense for them to be wearing rags or something, but it seems more like in line with them that they are just like completely falling apart or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Changeling says, Deadlock, I think these are my least favorite Star Trek episodes where they just bombard you with technobabble until all you can hear is the sound the parents make in Charlie Brown. Although, one thing that gives me a chuckle is when Harry Kim dies. I like to imagine him thinking, why didn't I just stay back on Earth when I traveled to that other timeline? I had a decent job, a hot girlfriend, and for what? So Tom wouldn't be a bum living in a French pool hall. Oh shit, there goes my grip. Two, I'll blow up up my ship to save your crew. No, I'll blow up my ship to save your crew out of five. Uh, This is a short one. I'll read it. Eric McGowan says, Deadlock, a strong episode from the second season that usually gets praised as one of the best of Voyagers episodes. I wouldn't go that far, but it's pretty good. Now, were the duplicate Harry Kim and Naomi Wildman really replacements, or were they only the original timeline crew members to survive? Four out of five. Point extra G is the next comment, and I'm going to send it to you right now. Deadlock, with the
1: two Voyagers, one beat to hell and one not, you are instantly lured into thinking that either the undamaged Voyager will be the one that survives or that they'll somehow merge into a complete Voyager. So the twist that the damaged Voyager is in fact the survivor is a great subversion of expectations. This is a really entertaining episode built off of a unique sci-fi premise and Anomaly of the Week episodes can still work when written well. And add another tally to the number of times that Harry Kim has died. Has he died more than... Oh, I guess he died when they transported him
0: Yeah, in from, Afterlife episode. Yeah. Jaren Hatch says, Deadlock, watching Kate Mulgrew get into a split-screen acting competition with herself is worth all the technobabble and plot absurdities combined. It's kind of emblematic of both everything great and silly about Voyager. I, I will say the green screen is just has to be blocked awkwardly, where it looks like they want to kiss yeah. each other. Yeah. Why
1: were they so close? Yeah. Like there's nobody else in that
0: room, just for that effect, I guess. Right? Because you could I, more I easily just shoot it where they're standing apart from each other and make it look more like cinematically interesting. I guess. I don't yeah,
1: know. it seems like it's a waste of money to do it that way. It does because I mean it's got to be ex- it's got to be expensive for that show to do that effect. So I I'm, I'm surprised they didn't just do that effect once like And just briefly. time
0: consuming, you know? It's like one of those little margin for error things where the actress right. has to stand exactly right and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's just I'm sure there's it. timing timing yep, built timing. into
1: it for lines and stuff
0: Uh, TNG would have turned this into a philosophical allegory. DS9 would have focused on the existential consequences for its characters, but Voyager decides to literally double down on the wackiness just because it can. It's ultimately fairly hollow and meaningless for how epic the stakes are, but no one pulls off hollow and meaninglessness with the same gusto and flair as Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) I like uh, Jaron's comment here. 3.5 fetal forehead ridges that somehow only rarely get stuck in the uterine walls. (laughs) I know. With that baby
1: with that uh, razor blade f- face razor yeah. blade why wasn't the idea why don't we just when it's time we'll transport the yeah. baby out? <laughs> <laughs> like there is such a thing as a scheduled c-section
0: yeah Dude, it's i the doctor has just been torturing this poor woman remember she came in, in an earlier episode she's like my back hurts i got sciatica he's like fuck it like just get mm-hmm. through it you're strong you don't need medication they live in the the future where they can, you can get any kind of uh, non-addictive painkiller to help with her pain. Aaron Millions says Deadlock. This
1: felt like a cross between two of Trek's greatest episodes, Mirror Mirror from TOS and Yesterday's Enterprise from TNG. You have the alternate ship in the same place at the same time like Mirror Mirror, albeit the characters are not different versions of themselves. Then you have one ship sacrifice itself to save the other ship. Picard didn't specifically save his own ship in the regular timeline, but he thought that by saving the Enterprise-C, that would result in the D existing later on. The twist of the damaged ship surviving at the end was great. I understand why some don't like the techno babble of this episode, but it didn't bother me because the story was strong. Five dead Harry Kims out of five.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess everyone sees the damaged ship surviving is kind of an unexpected twist which is interesting I just didn't see it that way uh, latte librarian says deadlock my brothers gave this episode five out of five their only critique is that there was too much techno babble also they hate Neelix everyone's agreeing on the techno babble though which is good I real I honestly thought that was like brick the first time they're explaining what happened to the ship it's like why why is this four minutes of screen time? To explain that there's a double of the ship out there somewhere. Yeah. This is Ken Seattle.
1: Deadlock. There's a lot of techno
0: babble here, but for once it's all
1: building to an emotional point. Who'd have thought that was possible? The scenes of the Vedeans moving through the ship, harvesting the crew are genuinely disturbing. My first five of the series.
0: Yeah, Agree about the Videans. Matt Ross says, I enjoy the absolute destruction of a Voyager in the end line weird is part of Starfleet's business. The first or second Harry's death I remember being surprised at and still uh, makes me surprised. The defense of the ship of running and shooting backwards always drives me nuts, almost as much as the times people say recalibrate. It's also good to see that they can make the ship all shiny and clean and all the rocks and conduit are put away nicely. Naomi Wellman's entry into the show is a nice touch. Four Harry Kims out of five. The running with the phaser did make me laugh because it's like, you know, I don't know. I just, for some reason, if you picture people doing that with actual guns, it's like remarkably dangerous how they're shooting their guns <laughs> as they're running running down the hallway. But Artorias, with our next comment, I'll just read this. One. They, it's easy. they always too when they
1: fire phasers when they're running, it's like obviously they need to do it in special effects. So it's like a very it's a very uh, steady beam yes whereas like if you were running and you were firing a phaser it would be, be going like the, over. it'd be like the ghostbusters
0: <laughs> in the ballroom just right. blasting everything <laughs> tor- yeah that's um i think we have talked about this why don't they just hold the phaser down and point it like a laser pointer to like hit things because there's no right, there's no reason right. to really aim at stuff you just kind of like strafe like your cyclops i guess yeah um that was always something that um do the X Men comics ever talk about that enough that, like, the greatest thing about Cyclops is that he shoots at whatever he's looking at so he can't miss, you know? Right, yeah. His accuracy must be absurd. Must be absurdly high.
1: Yeah, I wonder, you know, I don't know if there's any, like, recoil mm. to his blast, though. So that might be part of it where maybe he's got to, like. But yeah, you would think that, you know, he doesn't, he would never miss.
0: Or is it just driven by. It comes directly out of his eyes at a ninety degree angle, and no matter what he's looking at is it just depends on what his eyes are facing you know does that make sense like it's not like a it's not like an a uh an iris thing or a like the 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 black part of your eye is not the point that that shoots the the beam out of your eye oh window. i see i see that's a good question I actually don't know. Artori says, when you're down in the hole and you think things just can't get worse, they do. I wonder if this episode would have been even more impactful if they let the people who died remain dead. Then follow it up with another episode of the ship trying to get back to working order, as if this was on another network today. Cough, HBO, cough. I could see them, uh, <clears throat> I could see them Geo, Game of thrones the crew. I guess it's Game of thrones the crew. But the only long-term effects we see from this is the recognition of what lengths Janeway is willing to go to ensure the safety of her crew. When you introduce challenges and stakes, it loses some of the impact when the outcome is always predetermined. There has to be struggle and sacrifice for the meaning to be more impactful than and overcoming, when overcoming adversity. That being said, it's a good episode overall. Three replacements out of five. Royo is our next comment, and I've sent it to you post-haste deadlock the last jedi he talks of trash voyager. about last jedi so you can handle <laughs>
1: this one the last jedi of voyager episode subverts expectations pointlessly and doesn't follow through on any of the consequences i admittedly liked this episode more before the last jedi ruined the whole ruined the whole subverts expectations for no reason genre for me TLJ ends apocalyptically with the resistance practically wiped out and the war over just as Voyager limps away half destroyed, but the next movie slash episode, none of this matters. I do enjoy just how dark this episode gets showing just how brutal and terrifying the Vidians are. Harry Kim dies horrifically of decompression and the baby cells lose cohesion, IE the baby melted. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I feel like I need to give it some points for going there. Still the classic Voyager reset buttons renders this all moot, which hurts more than usual given how screwed they are at the end of the, at the end of it, four out of five. Um, yeah, I mean, with a show like that, I feel like you can only criticize these shows so much or especially this show for not opening the next episode with the sh- the ship being dead in the water for 6 weeks or whatever, you yeah. know? Like it's like it's not if it was Deep Space 9, yeah, they would absolutely do that, but I don't Enter- enterprise did it here.
0: for a couple episodes in the zindi arc remember the ship got damaged and it was like limping yeah. along yeah
1: but you know i mean sometimes an episode's just an episode and the next one is not you know yeah i do agree with his assessment of the end of last jedi though
0: Moving on, Christian Pouch says, (laughs) Deadlock, one of my favorites of the series. It's thrilling, it's focused, it has action, it has a good dilemma. Well, obviously we're going to have a reset button. It doesn't happen quite how you'd expect. The only real shame is the lack of follow-up after the episode. Really, this should have had a big impact on things afterwards, and it doesn't happen, but I'm not going to fault this one for that. Five out of five. Patrick Seba, it's a poem I'll read. The big reset button, she rears her large head, but only one baby born live is now dead. I guess that's a win, plus dead Harry Kim. The techno bevel, though, my eyes, how they bled. Four single sources of antimatter drawn through an alkalized phase discriminator in excess of his design parameters out of five. Modulate, modulate. modulate. Enhance, enhance. Uh, Brandon Neal Howells is our next comment. Clay sent it to you
1: deadlock dead silly more like neelix asks a very pregnant woman to help him fix something then the entire bridge crew hang around wondering how it will how it will be and how long it will be until the baby is born after the two janeways meet i just got annoyed because they're both so stubborn i can guess what their decisions will be i burst out laughing when the emh is trying to hide from the vidians can't he just turn off his program and harry kim dies again did anyone else watching the subtitles turn did anyone else watching with subtitles turned on see... Mm. The, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm having trouble reading that for some reason. Did anyone else watching with subtitles turned on see the doctor referred to as Dr. Zimmerman? My mm. head hurts from being exposed to excessive amounts of technobabble. Three fetal transplants out of five.
0: Because <clears throat> well, there's the weird name reference in this one, too. Does Harry right. ask him? He's like, do you have a name? He's like, no, I no, don't the have doctor, a name. No, the doctor asks Harry if the if the
1: doctor on the other ship had a name and he says i don't know i never asked <laughs>
0: <laughs> but and that, like even there, that doesn't make any th- sense why he would right, ask that. that's
1: that's the kind of question you would ask someone on the sh- on the other ship if the other ship is like a mirror very universe. divergent yeah yeah very divergent from your own ship
0: yeah that,
1: that was and also i don't he doesn't turn himself off because he's he's holding the baby yeah he's
0: holding the baby he's got to he's got to get harry the baby um this one just gave birth. Her, her estrogen is off the charts. And he's like, Where's the baby? Good that they saved the baby, though. Matt Cabanas Adley says, Can't wait for five and a half seasons of Harry Kim saying, You're not my real captain. Five clones out of five. Another short one. Jake Key's Gamer says, Deadlock. The Kim is dead. Long live the Kim. <laughs> Nick the Rat says, Neelix is a Piece of shit for bothering such a pregnant lady like that, and Altanila should have had a wild threesome with the two castes before she went back. When she went back with Janeway, didn't the board uh, didn't the board and didn't they board an area that had the life support turned off? A wild episode that makes you question reality. Uh, and then this is this the final this is the final one is short. Milo Perverso says deadlock. Three out of five. <laughs> so, thank you everybody for leaving your comments.
1: You forgot you forgot the the other part of that comment.
0: No, oh, absolutely! Exclamation points.
1: No, three out of five. You guys should cover Stephen King's thinner.
0: Cover thinner. Yeah, well, he, I, I guess you can clarify here. You are just thinner's not on the not on the Stephen King second. No, string. unfortunately,
1: not. It is not on. It's not going to make the cut. Unfortunately, maybe somewhere down the line. When things are a little we're doing weight loss
0: year (laughs) specials and yes incredible movies featuring incredible weight gain and weight loss
1: thinner is a fun movie though it stars uh the guy who plays the intense i think he's a da no the uh internal affairs guy from uh law and order okay also uh was robocop in the third robocop movie
0: really Mm -hmm. that's interesting huh i'm trying to think I'm, the third one's the one where he flies around in a jet pack right yeah mm-hmm. okay sure is thanks everybody thanks patrons for leaving your thoughts about this one at patreon.com slash the file everyone seemed pretty high on that a lot of fives more fives than i've than i've seen in a long time i suppose like, Clay. what are you going to give this one on our <laughs> scale of one to five uh, i'm gonna give it
1: a four yeah i, uh, I really i really liked it um I think yeah, I would agree there's probably a couple things missing for it to really put it over the top, but I think as far as a uh a fun, you know, exciting sci fi episode, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed watching it more than I think it's good. Uh for whatever is that, that <laughs> Sure. That's, that's yeah, okay, I can see that. Like I I I it's a four for me, too. Um I I was pretty Especially the early, I, I really like the opening. The, like the ship really feels like it's falling apart in this one. Uh, yeah. I think they nailed that, that whole aspect to it. So I, I, really like the early stuff. But once the techno babble sinks in, and then once there's no, nowhere else to go, I think it falls down a little bit too. So it's not an all timer, but I did enjoy it. So I'll give it a four. And I think that it's, um, it's certainly an easy recommend for other people. I think just because of the way that it, it watches. So. That's it. Deadlock. We both give it fours out of five. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Patreon.com slash File. Clay, do you have anything you want to say?
1: Uh, We have our poll up for Rotten Horror Picture Show Patreon next year, where we are choosing between uh, holiday horror movies and remakes and reboots and video nasties and so far video nasties is pretty far ahead we've got maybe actually you know what it's probably over by the time this episode comes out isn't it
0: uh it might be it might just be ending because we're only a couple episodes of backlog at this point so yeah it's it's probably over um
1: well if it's over i'm gonna say it's probably gonna be video nasties unless a bunch of people come out of the woodwork
0: in the next couple of days so yeah this this it's five days left at this point, and it's got 53%. So yeah. one of the other categories could take it over at this point, but um, it's it's not easy to do at that point. Um, so that's it. So you guys can vote on that if you have the access to it. We're living in our alternate reality where things are not quite the same, and so we'll see if the, uh, the poll comes out the same. Um, that's it. I guess we're done. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting the show happy thanksgiving if we're getting close to that otherwise happy christmas if we're getting close to that at some point i'll just just have to start giving out holiday uh greetings Um, there's
1: a house by me who was has been putting up christmas decorations since before halloween
0: yeah they, they i noticed um after halloween all the christmas decorations have gone up here like the lights at least have gone up on a lot of houses so it's too bad. It it overshadows Thanksgiving, which is the best holiday of all the holidays, which is the, the <laughs> downside of it. Well,
1: there's no, like, I mean, it, 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 frankly, it just comes down to there's nothing commercial about it. Or, like, they right, never it's hard managed to, to, yeah, it's hard to figure they out how that. to make a commercial. Yeah. yeah. Besides, You um, know what my problem with stuff. Christmas is? Too much red. Mm-hmm. Red is American Christmas, and I don't <laughs> like it. For some, somewhere along the lines, Christmas turned into red and white instead of red and green. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when. That, and I think it's just a Santa thing, which just triggers thoughts of buying stuff in your brain.
0: It's easier to write on the white too to give that's cards true. and stuff. Yeah. So they need a, yeah. they need to have a lot of
1: snow. I want Victorian England spooky ghost story Christmas.
0: Yep, that's yep. green. A lot of green. And a little bit of red a little bit of red some some light yellow lights just sprinkled in there. just a dusting of lights on top. of mm-hmm. it. not those big mm-hmm. bulby color bulb things not those the
1: kind of Christmas they celebrate in the Nexus.
0: That's right. <laughs> I want, I want a color correction that's gone wrong with just blue overtones on my Christmas. <laughs> I'm just looking at everything it's slightly blue. All
1: right with Whoopi Goldberg inside a Christmas ornament on my tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we just had that Q episode where Q was inside or was holding the Christmas ornament, right? The ship was like a Christmas oh, that's right. ornament. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. We'll be back next time with the next Voyager episode, which I think is um, it's back and the kids, Innocence. I think it's called Innocence. Excuse me for yawning. So we'll see you in a week. Bye.